Welcome, everybody. This is Wagers Ragers. We are in week nine of the NFL. Uh, I am your host, Joshua J.T. Buckner, coming to you from the great state of New Jersey. I'm in New Jersey. And once again, joining me from this wonderful state I'm in New Jersey. is John the Hedgehog Donath. The Hedgehog. Hello, everyone. How the heck are you? I can tell you this. I'm doing great because they just called the election. And guess who won? You don't say. I think America won. I think America won indeed. Joseph Biden, the next president, the 46th president of the United States. So hopefully we get back to some semblance of normalcy. We don't have a president that speaks to the country through Twitter, but I guess that remains to be seen. But we shall see. I'm very optimistic. In any event, let's get back to football. Let's not talk politics today. So last week was week eight and as everybody knows my team is the new york jets and what did they do exactly what i thought they would do lose and they lost and they lost big but what i felt was going to happen actually did happen and that is i didn't bet the point spread because it was very difficult for me to take uh the chiefs giving 19 and a half points so what i did was I took the under because I felt like the Jets were not going to score a lot of points. And guess what happened? They didn't score a lot of points. And the under hit. So I hit on the under. And my props for that game, I had Kelsey yardage, which I think covered in like the first quarter or early in the second quarter. And uh, Mahomes over two and a half touchdown passes, which he threw five. So that was an easy cover on that. My second game was the Pittsburgh Steelers against the Baltimore Ravens with the Steelers getting four points and they were undefeated at the time. And I loved the Steelers that game. And guess what? The Steelers covered that game as well. Didn't really have any props in that game, but overall my picks last week were, uh, were great. John, how'd you do? It was actually a really good week last week. I followed you on a lot of the bets that you took last week. And as a matter of fact, on that Jets Chiefs game, a little opportunity to talk about what I mean when I talk about hedging on the podcast When I say hedging, I'm just talking about live betting. Uh, And most of the time, I like to live bet games where the point spread in-game gets really big. So I look for those blowout games. I really do. I look for games where you have a team like the Jets, who might end up being the worst team in the league, against the Chiefs, who look like the best team in the league, reigning Super Bowl champions. Because in-game, a lot of times, those point spreads get out of control. And you know how the NFL is. These are all professional football players. Even the horrible teams score garbage time touchdowns. So Jets Chiefs to me turned into a hedge party. Hedge on party. Because I hedged it at 24. That didn't work out. But then I hedged twice when the live in-game spread went to 28 and a half and hit both of those. As far as my games that I took, I did well there too. I took the San Francisco 49ers at the Seahawks. Uh, And my thinking on this game was the Seahawks had just come off a tough loss on the road at Arizona in overtime. I thought the Seahawks coming back home against another division rival, the San Francisco 49ers, would pull out the victory. I was correct. I bet it before the game at Seahawks minus uh, three points. And then again, as the point spread started going down, bet it at minus one and a half and minus one, won all of those. DK Metcalf, I pounded last week. Uh, Two weeks ago, I recommended 
uh, taking DK Metcalf props against Arizona. That didn't work out. But before that game, Metcalf had been averaging over 90 yards receiving per game, had an off week against Arizona, doubled down last week, came back with uh, DK Metcalf. Uh, the receiving yard prop was 73 and a half yards, easily hit that. He had a huge game over 150 yards receiving a couple of touchdowns I also talked took DK Metcalf with the anytime touchdown and the Seahawks win won that as well the thinking behind that was with Metcalf not having a big game the week before that Wilson would feed him a little bit that's exactly what happened also took Brandon Ayuk one of my favorite rookie receivers for San Francisco at four and a half catches hit that as well second game I took of course was my beloved Philadelphia Eagles uh, who were hosting the Dallas Cowboys on Sunday night. Um, the, it was not a fun game to watch, I think, for most people, for myself either. Dallas was basically half a team, and the Eagles just didn't really play that well, even though they, they won by double digits. In the game, I took the Eagles defense special teams to score and the Eagles to win. That hit. I took Ezekiel Elliott at over 17 and a half rushing attempts. That hit. Uh, Carson Wentz rushing yards on FanDuel. I took him at 16 and a half yards at minus 110. That hit, but I also took Carson Wentz rushing yards at 19 and a half on DraftKings. That did not quite hit. Uh, Travis Fulgham, I took him to score in the Eagles to win. That hit as well. Also took Boston Scott 58 and a half yards rushing. That hit as well. Uh, another hit that I liked last week was the Raiders plus three at Cleveland. Hit that as well. So overall, it was a, a really great game. Also, keep an eye out, uh, people out there that are betting, for those boost notifications. On Thursday night, uh, Green Bay played against the San Francisco 49ers. FanDuel advertised at the last second a boost for Devontae Adams to score first. Devontae Adams is the best receiver in the league, so I was happy to take that. The boost was taking the odds from like 350 or something like that up to 520. I bet 25 bucks on that and won 155. So overall, it's been a good week. Yeah, just real quick on your games. Uh, I also pounded Metcalf. It seems like with the Seahawks, one week uh, Lockett goes off, the next week Metcalf goes off, the next week Lockett goes off, the next week Metcalf goes off. And the week before, Lockett, I think, had 200 receiving yards, had like 20 targets or something like that. So I figured, you know what, let's pound Metcalf. I did. Yards, receiving, both hit on those. Uh, I took the Seahawks. They won. They covered on the Cowboys game. I took the Cowboys getting the 10 points and lost that one. But I hit on rushing attempts, Elliot, rushing attempts, Boston, uh, yards, Boston. So it was a really good week for me uh, last week. So moving into week number nine in the NFL, uh, I'm going to talk about my New York Jets again because that's who I have to talk about since they're my team, unfortunately. And it seems like a broken record because they're 0-8. They're playing the New England Patriots on Monday night, and I'm hoping that they'll be 0-9. I know New England hasn't really played very well over the last uh, several weeks. They're on a losing streak themselves, but no one is as bad as the New York Jets. They're just, they're just, they're just not. I mean, they got destroyed last week by the Chiefs. Right now, the line is uh, the Pats are giving 8.5 points. They are at the New York Jets, but there's no fans in the stand. So really doesn't make a difference whether it's a home or an away game. Uh, the the over-under is 42. So let's talk about this game. The Pats wide receivers are the only, uh, they only have one touched, receiving touchdown this season, which is the worst in the NFL. I'm venturing to guess, although I haven't done the research on it, probably the New York Jets are right 
they are close to them. The Jets have scored fewer than 20 points in the last seven out of eight games, which is dead last in the league. 32 out of 42 games with Adam Gase as a head coach with both New York and Miami, he's lost by over 10 points in those 32 games. Those 32 losses, I'm sorry. Um, the Pats have won eight straight versus the Jets by an average margin of victory of 21 points. And I get it, Tom Brady's not there any longer. So maybe you throw that stat out the window, but I have a feeling that just like every other team, like the Bills a couple weeks ago, you know, you get better when you play the Jets. And I think Cam Newton's going to have a pretty decent game this week. Uh, the Pats have not lost back-to-back -back games in the, against the AFC East since 2015. They lost last week against Buffalo, but I don't see them losing this week against the Jets. The Jets are 0-8 for the first time since that wonderful 1996 season where they went 1-15. And, and I'm going to now make him the second-worst coach in Jet history. Richie Kotite was the coach then. Because the worst coach in Jet history is the guy that's there now, Adam Gase. He's awful. Sam Darnold, since coming back from a sprained shoulder, three touchdowns and six interceptions. I expect that to continue this week. He has a 65.9 passer rating, which is last in the NFL. The Pats are scoring 19.5 uh, points per game, which is terrible. They're 29th in the league, but guess who's worse? The Jets. And the Jets are last in converting on third downs. So, you know, it's eight and a half points. It started at seven. It's gradually gone up to eight and a half. To me, I don't think it really matters. I think the Pats win by double digits. So I'm going to take the eight and a half. I'm going to stay away from the over-under because there's a lot of uh, talk about that neither team can score points. And I get it. The Pats are ranked 29th and the Jets are ranked last in points. But I could see the Patriots actually, you know, scoring a bunch of points this game and going over that 42 total. So I'm going to stay away from that. But I do like the Pats giving the eight and a half points. Um, as far as props on this game, I think DraftKings just came out with their player props on this game. But one of the things that came out before the player props was touchdowns and touchdown score. And I think Cam Newton's going to have a pretty good game this week. So I like him to be a, a, a touchdown score. Uh, it's plus 120 on DraftKings. And I also like the interceptions by Cam Newton. I think he's going to throw one right now. It's plus 115 over a half interception. So those are the two props I like. John, any thoughts on this game? Yeah, I agree with pretty much everything that you say. One thing I would look at here is that I also don't think the Patriots are a, a great team this, this year. Obviously, the, the Jets are in competition for the worst team in, in the league. But this would be another game where I'd be looking to see if the, the Patriots score early and that live in-game spread goes to maybe a couple of touchdowns. I might take that. I kind of see this as being a little something of a close game here. And although there's, I couldn't take the Jets getting points, anything under 10. If the point spread went to like 14, I think I would take the Jets on that and keep an eye on it. Yeah, agreed. I think if the Jet line does go double digits, you know, up to like 11, 12, you know, I might have it. I probably would change my mind in this game. So long as it stays under 10, though, I'm taking the Patriots. So, John, uh, the Eagles are off this week. So who's your first game? The first game I'm taking is the Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chiefs hosting the Carolina Panthers. Uh, the Chiefs uh, coming off a couple of big wins in a row. The Panthers coming off a tough loss against the Atlanta Falcons, where Teddy Bridgewater got hurt, got banged up, did come back in the game. The Chiefs are giving double digits again as they usually do they are at home this week and on 
uh, FanDuel, they're actually giving 10 and a half, but on DraftKings, it went down to 10. So I actually took the Chiefs on this game on DraftKings, giving 10 points at minus 110. I see this honestly as a big Chiefs win. Carolina has been good against the spread, four and two in their last six games against the spread. The Chiefs, on the other hand, at home in their last 17, 15 and two against the spread at home. The, the Chiefs are just absolute money at home. Now, the Panthers do have a few things going for them. They've got a good wide receiving core with Robbie Anderson having a career year and DJ Moore. Also, they're supposed to get CMC back this week. He was officially activated this morning. All that being said, I think the Chiefs blast the Panthers at home. The Chiefs have been coming on strong ever since their surprising loss to the uh, Las Vegas Raiders a couple of weeks ago. In the last two weeks, the Chiefs have outscored their opponents 78-25. to 25. I started thinking about this, and I was getting the idea that the Chiefs are really going to go on a roll here into the playoffs in the second half of the season. And I, it occurred to me that I think that's kind of how it went last year too. So I went and I took a look at it. I looked at essentially at their point differential. So in other words, the points by which they won or lost games. In their first eight games last year, they were plus 5.625 points a game per game. In the second half of the season, so the last eight games of the season last year, they were plus 12.25. I realized that Mahomes had a bit injury uh, in the first half of the year, but I still think that that idea holds true. I think in the second half of the year, uh, the Chiefs are going to really get going here. I remember that with Andy Reid teams uh, as he coached the Eagles for 13 years. The Eagles will often get off to good starts, lull a little bit in the middle of the season, and really finish strong. I'm expecting the Chiefs to do that again this year. So I, I would take the Chiefs, and I would give the 10 points here easily. As far as props go, I'm looking at a few things. Patrick Mahomes, over two and a half passing touchdowns. It's plus 115, so that's really great odds. I see the Chiefs really loading up on the scoring in the first half. I could see Patrick Mahomes getting those three touchdown passes in the first half. The Panthers' defense is not bad, but their passing defense at best is about middle of the pack, about 14th. Now, Patrick Mahomes rushing. I love quarterback rushing yards because it's the kind of thing where you can hit your prop on a couple of plays. It's 18 and a half rushing yards at minus 112 this week. And you might say, you know, Hedgehog, why would you take Patrick Mahomes rushing yards? He didn't do anything last week. Well, as a matter of fact, he didn't do anything in the last two weeks. In the last two weeks, Patrick Mahomes has zero rushes for zero rushing yards. He has never gone three weeks in a row with zero rushing yards in his whole career. So I hate to play old-timey football fan, but I really think Patrick Mahomes is due for a big rushing game. I think this is it. So I'm going to take Patrick Mahomes, 18 and a half rushing yards as well. On FanDuel, I'm also taking Travis Kelsey and his receiving yards. That's 68 and a half at minus 110. Over on DraftKings, it's 69 and a half at minus 112. So remember to take a look at both the FanDuel and DraftKings for the best numbers and the best odds. Looking at a couple of additional uh, props, Carolina, while they're middle of the pack against the pass, they're 20th against the, uh, against the run. So I also like Le'Veon Bell at 31 and a half rushing yards at minus 112 on DraftKings. I also like Le'Veon Bell receiving yards, 12 and a half receiving yards. I think he could get that in one or two plays. 
was looking for a, a, some Panther props. There's nothing that I really love. I think the Panthers are going to be coming from behind in this game. So I looked at Teddy Bridgewater passing attempts. His attempts prop is 38 and a half. That's really high. I don't think I can take it. And I don't want to take the under because I think the Panthers are going to be playing from behind. Um, so I don't know how many he's going to have. He, he's only been over 30, 38 and a half passing attempts once this year. This could be the second time around. I'm going to stay away from it. Uh, if I had to take something as far as a Panthers prop goes, I think Curtis Samuel, three and a half catches. He had a big week against the Falcons last week. Also kind of like DJ Moore, 60 receiving yards. So overall, I think this is a big Chiefs win. I like the Chiefs giving 10 at home to win. I like Patrick Mahomes over two and a half touchdown passes. I like Patrick Mahomes over 18 and a half rushing yards. Kelsey over 68 and a half uh, receiving yards. Le'Veon Bell, I'll take the receiving yards and the rushing. And I sort of like Curtis Samuel with the three and a half catches. Uh, JT, I know you've taken the Chiefs a couple times this year. What are your thoughts this time around? Yeah, I mean, I, I pretty much agree with everything you've said. I, the, the Chiefs are a machine right now. I mean, they, they clearly are the top team in the NFL. And I get it that the Steelers are undefeated, but they really have not impressed me like the Chiefs have impressed me. Um, so I would lay the points with the Chiefs, although I'm not a big fan of laying double digits. I make the exception with the Chiefs. And so I would take the Chiefs in this game as well. And I agree with you on the props. I mean, I'm going to ride – Travis Kelsey receiving yards, Travis Kelsey receptions until it fails me. And, you know, the, the effort that Mahomes put up last week with five touchdown passes, I mean, he's on fire. He's really, in my opinion, neck and neck with Russell Wilson for the MVP this year. So I like the over two and a half touchdown passes as well. I'm a little hesitant on the rushing yards for Mahomes only because that he hasn't had any rushing yards the last two games, but I do get it that he hasn't gone three games without – um, notching a single rushing yard. So maybe Murphy's Law says this week he's going to hit that 18 and a half uh, rushing yards. But all in all, I pretty much agree with everything that you've said. So moving on to our second games this week, uh, I'm going with a pretty interesting matchup. Has the Seattle Seahawks coming across the country at the Buffalo Bills? And Seattle's an interesting team because their offense is just world-class. But unfortunately, like teams in the past, their defense is terrible. And Buffalo, you know, I'm not really quite sure what to make of Buffalo. They seem to be like world beaters in the first four weeks of the season, but not the second four weeks of the season. And there's a few stats that kind of jump out at with regard to Buffalo. Um, the first four games, Josh Allen had a 70.9% pass completion rate, 331.5 yards per game. 12 touchdowns, one interception, and a 122.7 passer rating. But in the second four, the, the, the last four games, he's got a 62.8% completion percentage, only 211.5 yards per game, four touchdowns, four interceptions, and a terrible 79.2 passer rating. So Buffalo's headed in the wrong direction. I mean, their first four games, they put up 123 points and 1,639 yards. But in the second half, second, the, the second four games, 75 points and only 1,031 yards. So I know that they, they won last week versus the Patriots, but the Patriots are not the same Patriots team that they have been in the past. And then they beat the Jets the week before that. So they're 6-2. and two. The combined record of their six wins this year, those teams are 15-22. and 22. And I get it, the two of those wins were against the Jets, so there's eight losses right there. But they're really not beating good teams. 
Uh, Seattle, on the, other, on the other hand, the one deficiency seems to be receiving yards. They've given up 1,885 receiving yards this season, which is the most by any team after eight games in the entire Super Bowl era. That being said, they're outscoring teams, and I expect this to continue. Seattle's laying three points on the road. I ordinarily don't like taking um, road favorites, but again, there's no fans in the stand, so I kind of throw that out the window this season. Uh, Russell Wilson is 9-1 and one versus the AFC East in his entire career, and his only loss was against Miami his rookie season. Russell Wilson is on an MVP mission this year, 26 touchdowns and a 120.8 passer rating, which is, leads the NFL. He's third in completion percentage, 71.5%, and sixth in yards, 2,151. The Seattle offense is number one in the league, scoring 24, I mean, sorry, 34.2 points per game. But their defense is 24th, giving up 28.4 points per game. The Bills, on the other hand, you know, the middle of the road. So I kind of see this game being close, but I think Seattle wins by a touchdown and covers the three points. Seattle did add Carlos Dunlap to their defense, a defensive end from Cincinnati to help with their pass rush, which is terrible. They only have 12 sacks this year. And uh, Jamal Adams should be back in the lineup at safety. He's been out the last several games. So I think when you put all of that together, I like Seattle to cover the three against Buffalo this week. As far as player props, as I indicated before, it seems like the two, rece- the two stud receivers for Seattle, they alternate having big weeks. And I can see Tredavious Smith from Buffalo being assigned to DK Metcalf this week, which is going to leave who? Tyler Lockett getting a, a, you know, a whole bunch of targets from Russell Wilson. So I like uh, Lockett over 70 and a half yards receiving. It's minus 120 right now on DraftKings. And I, and I like his receptions uh, over five and a half. It's not great value at minus 167 but I still think he's going to cover that uh, pretty easily this week. The other two props I like is that whole, you know, quarterback rushing yards. And Russell Wilson right now is 27 and a half rushing yards. I like the over, minus 112 on DraftKings. And I think he's going to have a big day through the air as well. Over two and a half touchdown passes, plus 135. So great value on that. So those are my props for this game. And I like Seattle to cover the three. John, any thoughts? I do, actually. There's another prompt that I was looking at. And that's Seattle running back DJ Dallas and his rushing yards. At, it's about 47 and a half on DraftKings right now, minus 112. And you might think, well, you know, that's a little risky. And it is. I mean, last week was the, his first week as basically the Seattle's starter at running back. And he only had like 41 yards. But he had 18 attempts. And I watched a lot of that game. Seattle was really giving him a lot of touches. They're going to use him. And the news came out today that both Chris Carson and Carlos Hyde are going to be out. Buffalo, while people think of them as having a really good defense, they're only 16th overall as far as rushing yards allowed. So I think I like that DJ Dallas prop, 47 and a half rushing yards. Yeah, good stuff. So, John, who's your second game this week? The second game I took was a game that absolutely jumped off the page to me, and that's the Baltimore Ravens at the Indianapolis Colts. And that's because it's the Ravens getting points. I know it's on the road, but the Ravens, who I still think are one of the best teams in the league, getting points here. On DraftKings, they're getting a point at minus 110. On FanDuel, they're getting a point and a half at minus 114. I already dropped a 50-burger on the Ravens getting that point. (laughs) This is a tasty burger. And that beloved little half a point, uh, which can push you over the edge if you have a close game. 
I don't totally get this. I know the Colts have had a good, uh, a good year. You know, they beat the, the Lions last week. But I just don't, you know, I don't think the Colts are quite in the Ravens class. The Ravens are coming off a tough loss against Pittsburgh. The Ravens have lost two games this year to the Chiefs and to the Steelers. You know, there's nothing to be ashamed of losing to those two teams. Those might be the two best teams in football. I definitely would think we're talking about top five teams with all of them. Uh, I think the Ravens fit into that category. The Ravens uh, against the spread, 12-5-1 in their last 17. And their last 20, they're 17 and three overall. Colts, not bad either. In their last six, four and two against the spread. And I think a big, a very important, I should say, matchup this week is going to be that Ravens defense against that Colts offense. The Colts offense is only 17th overall, 25th in rushing. Meanwhile, the Baltimore defense, number two overall in scoring. They've also been getting to the quarterback. They're number four overall in sacks per game on defense. And while the Colts have done very well protecting their quarterbacks this year, they're actually allowing the least amount of sacks overall. Phillips Rivers is still a statue, and I don't think they've played a defense that has the kind of pass rush that the Ravens will have this time around, uh, taking into account that they're number four overall as far as sacks per game. And the Ravens have just added Yannick Ngakwe, one of the best young pass rushers in football. He's already got five sacks on the year. I think the Ravens defense is going to get to Phillip Rivers. I think Baltimore is going to win this game. I think they're going to win by double digits. So I love the Ravens getting points in this game. As far as props go, there was one that really jumped out at me. I mean, I wanted to go with uh, Lamar Jackson rushing. Uh, I think it's, uh, 57 and a half, I believe. And he's averaging just over that 58.7 per game. But I do have to give the Colts defense some respect here. They have been one of the best defense defenses in the league, especially against the run. So I kind of shied away from that. And I'm looking instead at Marquise Brown, 53 and a half receiving yards at about minus 112. He's averaging about 54 yards receiving uh, and against going against a pretty good defense like the Colts. I might not want to take a boomer bust guy like Brown to just, you know, get around his average, but I think Marquise Brown is going to have a bigger game this week. And here's why Uh, he had a quiet game last week, only getting like two targets. However, in the three weeks before that Brown was averaging 73.3 receiving yards per game. After the game last week, he complained about not getting the ball enough, tweeted that out. So I think we're going to get a squeaky wheel game this week. Lamar Jackson was asked about Marquise Brown's complaints, and he agreed, says that Brown's got to get the ball more. John Harbaugh and offensive coordinator Greg Woman were also asked about that, and they both essentially agreed that they want to get Brown the ball more. In the first six weeks of the season, Brown was averaging six targets a game. So I think that's what's going to happen this week. I expect at least five or six targets. I think he's going to eclipse that 53 and a half receiving yard prop. And he's the kind of receiver, Brown, I mean, that can eclipse that in one play with a long touchdown from uh, Lamar Jackson. So that's the, pro- the main prop I like in this game. So give me the Baltimore Ravens getting one and a half points on the road and give me Marquise Brown, 53 and a half receiving yards. Um, any thoughts on this one? Yeah, I mean, I, I think I agree with you on Baltimore. This is a tough game for me to figure out because I'm not quite sure what to make of the Colts. They seem to have a really good defense. Philip Rivers is kind of the X factor. I mean, he's you know hot or cold. I think he's past his prime. I tend to lean uh, Baltimore in this game as well. Right now, actually, DraftKings has Baltimore giving a point. Um, that doesn't really change my mind on this game. I still think Baltimore 
is going to go into Indianapolis and probably win this game uh, and get right after their loss to the Steelers last week. Uh, the one player prop that I like is actually Lamar Jackson rushing. I know you touched on this before. It's actually 47 and a half on DraftKings, um, not 57 and a half. So he's averaging 58 yards rushing. Um, I like the over 47 and a half rushing yards, despite the fact that the Colts have a really good rush defense. So that's the one prop I like in this game as well. So, John, any other thoughts? It's one to jump in again. That's why it's very important. We tell people every week, make sure you check back and forth between FanDuel and DraftKings. These numbers are changing a lot. Um, and I just double-checked now. I see what you mean on DraftKings where the line has moved and the Ravens are now giving a point on the road. Just checked live at about, you know, 1 o'clock on Saturday afternoon. The Ravens definitely getting a point and a half on FanDuel. So that's where you want to go if you want to take the Ravens in this game for now. All right, good stuff. We move into the last phase of our show, which is probably one of the most popular segments, which is our track of the week. And normally I would have a college football nugget for you this week. Actually, the game that I liked has already kicked off, which is uh, Texas at home against West Virginia. The line was minus five. I had a phenomenal week last week in college football, covering basically every single game that I picked. So that's my pick, even though the game's already kicked off. I haven't checked the score to see how I'm doing, uh, but that's my game. As far as my track of the week, I'm going to go back to a few years ago when a, uh, an artist under the Cold Harbor label, Arkham Knights, their track Legacy, which is a very dark, trancey, but banging track. Just listening to it the other day, and it brought back memories from 2016 when it came out. So that's my track of the week. I'm going with a uh, brand new release. It's by a, an artist called Funky Beat. The name of the track is Freak. It's the original mix. It is an absolutely fun, danceable song. As far as genres go, not a big genre label guy, but this is kind of like that funky groove meets house meets tech house type of um, genre that I, I really love. It's a funky, happy tune that you can bob around to uh, in the car or otherwise. I very much recommend it. Brand new. Check it out. All right, good stuff. I just checked the score. Texas up 10-7, second quarter. Let's keep it up. Cover that, that uh, five-point spread. So... We've just wrapped up another episode of Wagers Ragers. This is week nine in the NFL. So everybody, may your bets be sharp and your cashes be bountiful. See you guys next week for week 10. Out. Bang.